Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. It's going to be a great episode today. We're actually going to be talking about selling on Walmart. Uh, It's going to be a really insightful episode to help us talk through it. We've got Will on the show today. Will, thanks for coming on and joining us today. Heck yeah, Ben. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. No, I'm looking uh, looking forward to it. Walmart is a channel that I want to explore myself for our own uh, brands. And so I'm going to maybe take the, the chance to treat this like a little consultancy call, uh, get some free consultancy on the podcast and uh, well, uh, know that. Um, a ton of value. Let's do it. <laughs> good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I know our audience will be very interested in the topic because... Amazon, uh, you know, is is a big channel that we that we work with and and um, you know talk about a lot, and it's got some strengths, but it's of course got some weaknesses. And diversification is always good, so um, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be a good one. But before we do that, let us know a little bit about yourself. Will, where, where are you? Where are you tuning in from? It's uh, I'm I'm in Manchester. It's freezing cold today. It was snowing today in uh, in the UK. Uh, I'm guessing maybe it's not snowing where you are. No, I'm I'm blessed. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, on the east coast of the United States, and it's uh, let's see, it's about like 17 degrees Celsius, uh, which is like 65-ish degrees Fahrenheit here. Yeah. Um, so it's it's what we consider chilly for down south, but obviously you guys got some snow, so I won't be bragging that much. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no. Give us a give us a bit of your backstory as well. What uh, what you've been up to over recent years in the e-commerce space, and and, and what you do now. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. So my background is advertising. I, uh, it's my passion. I've been doing advertising for, geez, it's hard to believe over 10 years now. Um, started out always working in agencies. And then in about 2018, I decided I could do it better myself. So uh, myself and my co-founder who has a background in more corporate marketing and digital marketing, uh, we got together and we formed Bellavix. And Bellavix is a premium agency focused on helping brands uh, market and scale on marketplaces like Amazon and Walmart. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, very succinct. I like it. You caught me off guard there because that was uh, like quick fire. That's good. I like it. Yeah. We, we're going to dig into some of the uh, the aspects of that um, with especially Walmart. Like I say, it's a, it's a a topic we haven't really discussed much on the podcast, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. Uh, before we do, we'd love to start off the episode with our slot favorite five. Ask you your favorites of a bunch of different um, different things, and uh, so if you're happy to do that, we'll, we'll kind of run through those and find out some uh, some interesting facts about you. Um, number one, do you have a favorite e-commerce brand? I do, uh, and it's going to be a brand that we currently work with. Uh, the name of the brand is Kara MD. They're out of Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. We work with Dr. Kara and Victor over there. And uh, what what I really like about the brand is a couple things. Is like uh, as an advertiser, brands that are fun to work with are brands that kind of give you the liberty to test different uh, vehicles and platforms in order to help them achieve scale. And what was really nice is we helped Victor achieve a lot of scale on Amazon and on his Walmart presence and um, came down to economics. He got a pretty sweet deal with another agency who was wholesaling his product. So he left us and then uh, six months later came back because that agency wasn't able to deliver the level of service that we do. So uh, we've been working with Victor now for a little over three years. uh, And I just love that, um, you know, not only does he give us a lot of freedom and control over his marketplace and he has great branding uh but he's also uh you know he's also just a great great family-owned company to work with so uh while there's no nike or anything like that uh they have a place close to my heart 
And that's awesome. No, I love it. It's it's interesting. There's a range. This question gives, it brings a range of answers. There are some big brands, you know, several people have said Nike, uh, but then there are some lesser known brands, maybe that many of our audience have never heard of. And, and that's what I love about it, the diversity. And there's always, always something to learn from, uh, from all of the different brands in the, in the world. I love, uh, I love being inspired by what other brands are doing. So thank you for that. Uh, how about a software or tool that helps you run your business or life? So I'm going to throw you a curveball on this one. I'm going to say uh, hiring a virtual assistant. And okay. uh, to share what we did is we uh, we paid for uh, outsourcing school, uh, which is a local uh, workshop, essentially. And we got a bunch of documentation on hiring a virtual assistant to manage your calendar, manage your email box, uh, do podcast prospecting and sales prospecting. And so to give you some perspective, I spent about three to four hours a day inside my email or Slack or instant messaging system, uh, just being very reactive. And since we uh, have brought on a virtual assistant and then followed the guidelines and the program they developed, I spent about 20 to 30 minutes a day. So nice. we've had improvement about like 800% efficiency and it allows me to focus more on items in the business that allow me to have the biggest impact. So yeah. uh, it was a game changer. So I highly recommend, while it's not a software or a tool directly, it is a tool using using mm -hmm. virtual assistants to free up your time from the mundane and, and help you be more impactful in the business. So Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Okay, uh, what about an organic marketing channel? Uh, for us, SEO and blogging, we have over 200 pieces of content at this point. We have been consistently blogging for over three years at this point. So that's been a game changer for us. Nice, nice. And what about a paid marketing channel? Uh, so we don't do any paid marketing for uh, sales. We're blessed that most people come in organically or through uh, our network. But I will say we use LinkedIn for recruiting and we've had a lot of success finding really good talent by advertising our, our yeah, job yeah. postings through LinkedIn. Nice. Yeah, nice. Good stuff. And then finally, do you have a favorite business book? Uh, I do. Uh, and I'm sure other people have said it on your podcast, but Traction by Gino Wickman yes. has been a yeah. game changer. We do level 10 meetings. We do rocks. Uh, we are we use the entrepreneur operating system, which uh -huh. is how we uh, we do our annual planning and, and all that other fun stuff. So it has been an absolute game changer. Our business coach uh, made us read it, but it ended up it ended up changing changing the game. And a book I read recently that anybody who's in a uh, a leadership position, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek, uh, mm. is a great book about uh, how groups think uh, and what motivates teams, and then how to get kind of in front of that and be be the leader you want to be. So. I share nice. two great books because I'm an overachiever. What can I say? <laughs> That's good. I love it. You're already delivering uh, extra value. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. No, I appreciate that. It's uh, like I say, it's good to uh, just. I, I find each week there's just something in there that yeah, I is new to me or uh is it just a good book to write down to pick up in the future and and so i know our audience um you know like it to have had comments coming in about you know oh, i'm gonna get that book or i've never heard of that brand but i looked them up and they're doing this great thing so i appreciate you um taking the time to, to answer those good okay so let's talk about walmart because like i say it is a channel that is picking up uh steam in terms of the conversation at least that people are having people looking for more ways to uh, diversify uh, amazon it's been well documented in recent weeks are taking uh 
you know 50% or more in terms of fees and so people are looking at that and thinking well Amazon isn't maybe the golden goose that it used to be are there some other options here to build out more channels for a more holistic e-commerce brand so I'd love to hear some some thoughts from you on on Walmart what it looks like and from someone who you know who would like to get their products into Walmart at some point in the next sort of 12 to 18 months how does Walmart compare to selling on Amazon? Is it a similar setup? Are there lots of things different to be aware of? Give us a bit of an introductory rundown on it. Heck yeah. I'm going to run through some like the major components so you can get an idea. But first, I want to talk about like the major differences between the platforms. So sure. first and foremost, like uh, Walmart is just it's it's a lot larger than Amazon when it comes to their brick and mortar presence. So to give you some perspective, there are 4,700 Walmart stores uh, compared to 525 Amazon fulfillment centers, including Whole Foods. Wow. Uh, there is 90% uh, of the population lives 10 miles from a Walmart. So like wow. when the pandemic happened, for example, there was a uh, Walmart was a lot less impacted than Amazon. And as you guys know, with the, the fee increase, geez, uh, the fulfillment center, now we're bidding on uh, additional capacity mm. and stuff like that. Like, Amazon is definitely a pay-to-play platform. Amazon still has about 40% of the general e-commerce uh, and Walmart's around 5%. Uh, give or take, there's like 200 million, a little over 200 million uh, monthly unique visitors to Amazon where there's about 100 million to Walmart. Uh, but Walmart is aggressively investing uh, in the e-commerce space because their goal, they, they see the opportunity. Uh, consumer behavior has changed. but one of the biggest differentiating factors and what makes Amazon still a better platform for third-party sellers when compared to Walmart is that Walmart, Walmart's online experience is a 1P experience. So ideally when you shop at Walmart is you buy online and you pick up in the store or Amazon is you buy online and we deliver to your house. So okay. to this day, it's despite everything they're saying, it's still a 1P focused kind of model. So there's lots of restrictions for third party sellers in terms of ranking your products better, um, better placements, even the available advertising assets, the collateral, like their version of A plus content, like all of those are available through third parties while it's a lot smoother and more integrated into the Amazon experience because the Amazon, the Amazon, I sound old, Amazon's trying to um to promote brands and have a really good experience we're at where walmart still you know is has a good user interface for their shopping experience but the third party seller is secondary it's not mm. a primary incentive so a lot of the technology a lot of the um the usability is just not not equipped it's not there yet so uh, we love Walmart. I always equate it to like getting into Walmart now is like getting into Amazon 10 years ago. Okay. But, you know, if you got into Amazon 10 years ago, you know, there's some pain points mm. uh, and there's some growing pains. So I think just want everybody to be aware, you know, it's a different user experience and you should definitely list your products on there. There's lots of great ways to list it. And I'll, I'll kind of run through the two differences, yeah. but mm -hmm. those are the major points that I've I've noted as somebody who operates on both platforms. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So the, because uh, I know obviously there are Walmart fulfillment services to, to some extent, but are you saying that um, 
people when people order on Walmart, there's there's no option to uh, order online and get it delivered to their home. Oh no, there are options and brands do it. WFS is definitely uh, there. It's you still need to be accepted in. There is a wait list to some degree. We've worked with brands that got in in two months. We work with brands that it took a year to get accepted into the process. There are pro, uh, like Deliver with an extra R has a partnership with Walmart that you can you can get some WFS benefits and be able to fulfill using their um, their logistics. Uh, mm. But the overall, what I'm saying, the overall experience in terms of preferential treatment and what the platform is built around is that one key relationship. Got it. Got it. The people who have a presence inside brick and mortar stores. Yeah. And for people that do want to get a presence in, in the stores, is that something that's generally uh, achievable or is that a very closed off kind of uh, opportunity? Uh that's not something we really focus on. Um, like anything else, getting your product at the buyer's hands comes with its own challenges. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's challenging. You, know, you need to show sales and stuff mm -hmm. like that. A yeah. lot of brands we work with that get into Target, that get into Walmart, will actually leverage Amazon and their website to show sales and that they have a market before getting accepted into these platforms. And I only know that because we work with the sales team with some of the brands we work with. So they mm -hmm. they share this information, but we're secondary. So I don't know who they're talking to. I don't know what that relationship looks like, but I do know that they expect the brands that come into Walmart to have some type of sales history before okay. being adopted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And before we get into some of the more uh, detailed aspects of it, then in terms of getting set up, listing products etc um to, to just give people a bit of a picture maybe of the, the market size or the opportunity with walmart what do you tend to see from uh, an atypical amazon seller that then goes and lists the same products on walmart in terms of a, a comparative sales figure i know yeah, it's hard to say the exact amount but yeah we have a ballpark figure though and we, we let all our sellers know you could expect to do five to 25 percent of what you're doing on amazon because um, it's just a smaller marketplace. So mm -hmm. a lot of times we'll start with the brand and we'll get them listed on Walmart. We'll set up a lot of the credentials and then they may scale back our operational services and we'll just do advertising. Some brands, we just launch them on Walmart and then just turn it over because um, the sales velocity just isn't high enough. Like mm -hmm. I said, I think everybody should have a presence. Walmart is pushing to... Uh, consume more of that market share uh but they're not they're not there yet it's going to take a little more time for them to work it out and i do yeah. think the biggest shift that needs to happen is their focus on third-party sellers uh, mm -hmm. and then cleaning up some of the restrictions around listing buy box price parity stuff like that yeah um in terms of fees is it similarly expensive to fulfill are there similar kind of fee structures to amazon yeah, similar kind of fee structures. They did not increase their fees as much as uh, as Amazon did for, let's just say, since March. I think that's when the, the new fees kicked in for Amazon. Mm -hmm. So Walmart is still, you know, give or take like 30%, uh, you know, 15% referral, 15% pick or pack. Uh, they don't charge the $40 uh, professional seller fee. Uh, but when you register your account, they have a trust and safety review process and they'll want to look at your website and stuff like that so if you're a new to market brand uh and you don't have a lot of that collateral in place walmart is probably not the place for you to get started it's mm -hmm. something you kind of grow into 
as you've already established a bit of like your direct to consumer website and then obviously some sort of a presence on Amazon. So I consider that like third in the pecking order. Yeah. Okay. In terms of storage and fulfillment, uh, you mentioned there getting set up with Deliver. Um, is that an easier way to get started on Walmart? Because you talked about getting accepted by uh, for, for Walmart fulfillment services. Yep, uh, it's just it's easier because you could get some of the uh, the two day shipping badges and stuff by working with uh, an approved third party vendor. Delivered one that uh, a lot of our brands end up using because they integrate really well with walmart they're an approved vendor um so there's a lot of uh indirect benefits to working with them uh, but if you're able to show a good uh fulfillment record over a given period of time you'll achieve some of those benefits but nothing beats getting into wfs and leveraging their uh solution what i will say like uh, they have destroyed pallets of products they have lost pallets of products uh, then the pallets of products show up months later and they just throw it back in your inventory and charge you storage <laughs> fees. So like, it, it's still a hot mess to be honest with you. Like if, if you think Amazon's bad, Walmart is twice as bad. Um, but you know, gonna say. growing pains, it's growing pains. They're, yeah, they're yeah. figuring out as much as we're figuring it out. I was going to say, I mean, sounds just like Amazon to me. Yeah, so. <laughs> it is. But at least Amazon has a good process. And like uh, Get IDA or Getita, whatever you call it. Mm. They're like software solutions that yeah. make it easier. There's nothing like that for Walmart. You kind of just, you just got to keep track of your stuff and make sure that they're not losing it. Open cases, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. deal with support and try not to blow your brains out. <laughs> but you, when it, um, you mentioned obviously harder to get, accepted like an approval process which amazon doesn't really have in in that same kind of way there's a bit of you know uh checking that they do but not not in any way like you seem to be sort of suggesting there is it a long period of time should people uh what kind of time frame are people looking at it varies the the quickest we ever got somebody in was two months and uh it happened to be a larger brand so i think indirectly they're looking at some type of sales velocity based on the presence you have on different online retailers uh mm-hmm. for some of our smaller brands it was early on but the longest it took was like a year uh, and that, that was terrible but they were one of the first brands we launched and it was like you know it was like four years ago at this point they have made it a lot quicker so i would say in general you know two to two to four months is reasonable uh but also understand like it's out of your hands you know they'll they open and close these as they become available I fully don't understand like how the network works and how they move inventory between mm-hmm. warehouses. You got to think too, 4,700 stores that act as fulfillment centers. It sounds yeah. like it's a little bit more of a complicated process. And it seems like they're letting sellers in in batches, uh, okay. which, you know, is just how they're doing things right now. And like I said, secondary, they are not, uh, they're not pushing the needle on the third party sellers yet. Yeah. And so their um, their fulfillment centers are like just on the back of their stores kind of set up. Yeah, that's pretty much back of the stores. I'm sure they have some general fulfillment centers too. But as far as I've been educated, uh, a lot of them are just tied to the stores. They'll pull them right out of the stock. So yeah. it's just a different okay. beast. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. And then um, just on the fulfillment side of things, the only other question I had was, I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong, 
but it's sort of quite a big no-no in terms of if you sell something on Walmart, you couldn't then fulfill it from Amazon stock. There's a bit of tension there, right? Yeah, not anymore because it comes in the box with a smile. When Amazon made the move to no longer brown box um, merchant fulfilled orders, uh, Walmart said, hey, no more fulfilling orders from, from Amazon. I'm not sure. I believe this may have changed. I know in Europe, UK, for example, they'll brown box it and they'll mm, ship still, it. Yeah. And the yeah. US, as far as I'm concerned, we, we lost that ability. And I think it's just Amazon's way of uh, uh, just differentiating themselves and making mm. that separation from Walmart. Yeah. So, yeah. so generally, no, you'd have to fill it from your third party logistics company or, uh, or deliver or whatever else you're going to use to fulfill yeah. uh, Walmart orders. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then in terms of getting listings set up and ready to sell, obviously that's a big focus for Amazon sellers because uh, getting that organic ranking is so, so key. So listing optimization, launching products uh, out of the gate is a is a massive focus for Amazon sellers. Is it a similar process on that front for Walmart? Pretty much. It is very similar. I'm, I'll discuss some nuanced differences, but uh, sure. they both allow for individual listings to be created directly in the platform. So if you're old school and want to do it the long way, you can click, click, type, type, type. Uh, they allow you to do bulk file uploads. Uh, they actually created a program recently that you could uh, download your listings from Shopify and just pump it right into um, Walmart listing creator and it'll generated for you they both nice. have the ability to do apis um you know listing mirror seller celebrate uh, are two functional ones that work well and you can take that information from uh your website your shopify for example and have the title the bullets all that show up uh on walmart which is great um some things to keep in mind uh walmart requires upcs there's no like FNSKU model. Mm -hmm. You can file for US UPC exemptions and they will get accepted, but you gotta have the proper documentation in place. And um, formatting, what we find when we use the APIs is formatting is always jacked up. Like mm -hmm. it, it never goes over well. Uh, it's definitely better to just do a download and dump it in if you can. Uh, and then a huge advantage that Walmart has that Amazon doesn't is like through Yotpo or Bazaar Voice, you can um, you can have your reviews on specific products migrate over to Walmart. So you essentially, if you have uh, you know thousands of reviews on a product, you can have that migrate over directly to Walmart. It takes time and it comes in batches because I don't know how the back end works, but generally. Uh, that's a huge advantage where on Amazon, you know, you have to kind of build that mm. following their terms of service. So like indirectly, it's just a product to sales velocity. Yeah. And then real quick, just want to talk about SEO. So okay. like uh, functionally, they both work the same, like text relevance, sales velocity, pricing and availability all play its own part uh, in in helping your products index. Uh, but Walmart is a lot stricter on the guidelines around uh, the number of characters you can use. So, for example, typically what we find is like a lot of Amazon sellers will stuff the title because um, the title is has the most weight, essentially, when it comes to text relevancy. Mm -hmm. Where on Walmart, they're very strict, 50 to 70 characters. That's what they want. 
where oh. you keyword stuff or add in that fluff if you're going to fluff is the bullets. Those are three to 10 key features with a minimum of 150 words. So like this is where they want you to talk about the unique selling proposition. So when you're thinking of your Walmart listing, uh, you should be concise and consider the root keyword or the long tail keyword that you want to immediately rank for when developing the title. And when we're talking about the features, benefits, anything else that might help you sell this product better should be featured inside the bullets. So that's what we learned was a major difference as when we first got started, we had a lot of trouble getting our products to rank well. And then after working with uh, Walmart reps and having discussions, they're like, yeah, it's because you're not following our product guideline. You can literally search like Walmart, Walmart's perfect product guide and Walmart has something in their, uh, geez, their, their version of university, seller university, mm. where they break this down. And that was something that was like, oh, okay, this is why we're having issues. And once we resolved that and adhered more to the guideline, we started indexing more for keywords. Nice. Helium 10 is a great tool because they officially uh, work with Walmart too. So we're, a lot of, we're able to get a lot of that keyword data and track indexation a lot better um, than in the past. So that was a recent update. But, kind of just how they play together. Yeah, nice. Yeah, 50 to 70 characters is quite limiting. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. You know, you yeah. got to be really concise when you think mm. of your titles. <laughs> it's better, though, for their style guide, you know, for their overall user experience because long titles are not a good user experience. I totally agree with that. You know, you want to get some natural language in there, but, like, what do you do if you have, uh, you know, you're selling apparel and you have to include, you know, I don't know, the size, the color, the brand name, Mm. uh ingredients if you're in supplement and it's like mm. a long ingredient like some of these mm. it can get out of hand but you know got to play the game uh that's, that's what it's Indeed. all about <laughs> yeah absolutely then when it comes to marketing we're talking about launching products getting products ranked um it, the common way out obviously amazon sellers will do it is ppc uh, yeah. maybe some ex driving some external traffic as well using google ads influencers that kind of thing what, what does the perfect walmart launch look like very similar to that but uh so something to keep in mind so we know amazon i'm not going to dig into that there are a lot of benefits to advertising and it works excuse me it plays well with other products uh with walmart it's very limiting so like you could have as much budget as you want but they do a first price option. So what it means is like whatever your bid price is, is what you're going to pay per oh, click. Uh, so that becomes an issue as you can blow through budget pretty quick if you think you're being aggressive because uh, Walmart will take advantage of that. Wow. Also, there's limitations in the keywords you can advertise on. You need to index in the top 100 organic places in order to buy ads on it. And Serious? Yeah, wow. so that's where it's hard to spend the budget. Uh, we have experience with Walmart display, uh, and that has helped out a little bit in terms of spending budgets were given, but display is like mid and upper funnel advertising tactics. So if you have a client who's very uh, ROAS driven, it, you're not gonna get the type of return you'd expect uh, on your investment. And we don't really see great return, to be honest with you, like, you know, generally, dollar uh, fifty to two dollars would be around what we're seeing. I'm, I'm generalizing; different categories are different, but yeah, our yeah. return on ad spend is not as strong as it is on Amazon. And maybe other sellers have had different experiences, but our experience is that it's hard 
to use ads to drive sales efficiently. And a lot of it's tied to the one piece getting a lot sure. of the better real estate and being able to get that, that mm. sales velocity. And I'll share a little hack with you guys because we're mm. on a podcast and this is a great place to tell secrets. Um, <laughs> we actually leverage Amazon DSP to drive traffic to Walmart because their programmatic okay. system is built out much better. So we build audiences that allow us to drive uh, Amazon traffic to off Amazon real estate. And we will awesome. actually tap into Amazon data and drive traffic to Walmart listings in order to get sales. So it's our way of using a better built out system that is actual shopping behavior for customers who are in market. And then depending on what the client's goals are, we'll, we'll drive a portion of that traffic over to Walmart. Yeah, very cool. Good, uh, good little tactic there. I like it. Um, the you mentioned about not being able to run ads on keywords that you're not ranked in the top 100 for. So, so how do you then go about launching? You, you can't really use Walmart ads as a brand new product. Uh, yeah. So the text relevancy, you'll you'll rank for certain keywords. Uh, you just might not be able to buy ads on a ton of keywords, okay. and that that's the drawback. And that's where. For us, success on Walmart has been tied to like off tech, off, off advertising and marketing tactics. So yeah, yeah. yes, you should advertise for what you can on Walmart to have a presence. Don't mm. expect a great return on your investment, uh, mm. but leverage Google search, leverage uh, influencer marketing, which is great, um, and then leverage you know any other advertising platform. We're a big fan of DSP, whether it's through. Amazon or through other third parties. Programmatic sure. advertising is a great way to build audiences uh, mm -hmm. and drive them to destinations that, yeah. that make the most sense based on their shopping journey. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The um, did, did, does Walmart have anything similar to Amazon Attribution? Oh, good question. Um, I don't believe they do. If they do, we aren't using them, so mm. uh, I'll have to double check into that. But I'm unaware of anything that's like Walmart Attribution. Uh, yeah, I mean it's quite a new thing for Amazon, and, and you know, relatively advanced for them. So I don't, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Walmart aren't doing it. But it has really changed uh, the obviously driving external traffic. It makes it so much more achievable, and um, you know, you can get so much more data. So uh, I'm sure Walmart will introduce something like that in the future. But I agree. Hey, they're nipping on the heels. So you know, 2023 mm. is a new year. We'll see what uh, we'll see what presents <laughs> Walmart's going to give us. Definitely, definitely. Um, sort of wrapping up on Walmart, is there anything that I haven't asked about Walmart, uh, selling on Walmart that you feel would be you know, valuable for people to, to hear? Yeah, just the pricing uh, pricing and buy box. So uh, mm. Amazon, I would say, is a bit more liberal when it comes to the pricing. Yeah, right, on um, pricing and buy box, that's crazy. But essentially, your product won't get delisted. We know on Amazon, you should uh, their fair pricing policy you should have the lowest price available and pretty much major retailers in your website. Uh, there are like, you're not gonna get hit for eBay, for example. But uh, you, if you are a 1P vendor, uh, if you are uh, using FBA versus FBM, uh, generally it's not always the lowest price that'll win, which is great. Uh, Walmart is a lot stricter when it comes to competitive pricing. They want the lowest price period. So. If Walmart scrapes the entire web and they find it cheaper somewhere else, they'll delist your product. And if somebody lists the product on your listing at a lower price, they delist your product. So just to keep in mind, like if 
you don't have a good map policy, if you don't have enforcement in place, like when we did work with um, uh, a large retailer, uh, we did some work with Instant Brands and we were doing uh, Prime Day uh, exclusive deals. And uh, man, it killed us because Walmart kept dropping our price and then breaking the deals that we spent like six months prepping and getting everything in place in order to execute these ad strategies. So like these two platforms are always competing and being an advertiser, sometimes you're just stuck in the middle mm. and it always comes down to like them, somebody breaking map policy and then the brand not having good enforcement tactics in place to be quick enough to get these things fixed. So, um, so just keep it in mind if you're a brand that has retail reach, uh, and you're considering Walmart, whatever else it, if you don't have good reins, it will come back and affect your Amazon and it could cost you dollars and cents. And that's what yeah, we're yeah. all about. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really helpful to know. Are there any other platforms that you, you guys work with? If, if, you know, I was to ask you, what's the most, uh, what's the channel that you're most excited about moving forward? So are there any others out there or is it, is it one of those two that we've been talking about that, that gives the most opportunity moving forward? Um, you know, Amazon for the most part, we're, we're in the content creator uh, beta program, which is really exciting. And it's, um, it's Amazon is uh, allow, allowing us to work directly with Amazon associates. And for a percent commission, these associates are promoting our products on their social networks, all through the Amazon platform. And like what we're seeing, that, especially with Inspire is like, Amazon's getting really good at integrating influencers and social behavior. So like what we're, what I'm most excited about is like, pay-per-click is only part of the strategy. Uh, we're getting more tools and assets that allow us to do mid and upper funnel tactics to help grow our brands. And it'll be interesting as, you know, like anything else, Amazon's gonna set the standard and then these other uh, Walmart, Target, they're gonna come along and they're gonna have their own version of these. So uh, being on the forefront is pretty exciting. And uh, any program that has us work with influencers is something uh, as an agency owner, I'm really interested in because I do think that's how you differentiate yourselves and a more efficient ways to get exposure to new audiences. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, I was going to go in then and ask you loads about influencers, but that's a topic for another whole other episode, isn't yeah. it? So. How much time do you have? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, listen, honestly, this has been super helpful for, for me to get more of an understanding of Walmart as a platform, and I know it will be for our listeners. Uh, if people want to find out more about the agency, about what you do and, and connect with you, where, where can they find you? Definitely. Uh, definitely go to bellavix.com. Uh, Bella, B-E-L-L-A-V, V as in Victor, I-X.com. Uh, we have uh, a lot of blog content educating uh, sellers on how to penetrate the market, SEO. We do Walmart, Amazon, and Target. Uh, and then me personally, I am active on LinkedIn. So you can follow Will Hair, hair like on your head with an E. And check out, we do a uh, bi-weekly news update. We do long form content. Uh, on things like omni-channel principles, uh, the drones, and its in impact on e-commerce and sellers. So uh, we try to put out a lot of really relevant content, and uh, hopefully you guys get as much value from it as we do. Mm. 
Absolutely, yeah. Well, we've already got a lot of value from this episode, so thank you for that. But we will leave the links to all of that in the uh, the show notes on the podcast, the description on YouTube, and uh, all of that good stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for dropping all of that value. We really appreciate you coming on. Heck yeah, Ben. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Amazing. Well, thanks guys for being here for this episode. Hope you got lots of value out of that. I'm sure you did. Check out the links in the description to check out all that Will and the team there are doing. Let us know how you find it. If you start selling on Walmart, let me know because I'd love to hear about it. We're going to start doing more on it soon. It's going to be an interesting journey. Thank you for joining us in this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Same time next week. Take care.